Hey guys, this is Joy. And this is Claire. Hi. Hey. How are doing? Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. Now I can't get that song out of my head. Something so strong. From Crowded House. You probably don't know Crowded House. Yeah. We were no just one talking on another. Have any idea what you're talking about right now? Well, we just did another <laughs> podcast episode, which we'll share when it comes out because I don't think it'll be out for another month when we're releasing this episode. But uh, we were talking a lot about music and bands, and I was talking about when I got hit in the face with a drumstick by when she got Neil- punched in the face by Regina George. Yeah, Liam Finn, who's Neil Finn's son. Neil Finn was in Crowded House, and then I have a Crowded House song in my head so there you go full circle you're up to speed it welcome awesome welcome okay two things what first thing dear listeners i need to tell you that i almost had a rage stroke this morning not even a rage stroke just like a well hear what happened and then decide mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so everyone knows my surfboard conundrum right now i have ordered not one but Do two surfboards <laughs> Oh, wait, you wanted two? Okay. I own two surfboards, one of which is like this beautiful custom hand-shaped board. The other one of which is like a foamy, basically. And I've been kind of trying to say like, because the surf trip I have coming up in Ireland, the website was like, you got to bring your own board. You got to bring your own wetsuit. You got to bring your own stuff. Like It's like right around the corner too. It's in two weeks. Yeah, you're on your own. So I purchased a surfboard for this. I looked into like renting boards in Ireland. It's there's not a lot of options. I look, you know, everything I could think of to not have to fly with a board. But I had reached out and I was like, and was pretty much told, like, nope, you got to bring a board. Here are the rental options, but they're few and far between. It'd really be easier if you brought your own. So I purchased a board. I purchased an eight and a half foot board bag, which is literally the length of this entire room. Like I can't even stand it up straight because my ceilings are eight and a half feet tall. And this morning, we're in this, they like made this WhatsApp group for everyone. And this morning, I get this message. And the WhatsApp group from the organizer that's like, if anyone needs to rent a board, let us know. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh no. You have been stressing about this for months, months. Like it is probably the top thing that you stressed about. <laughs> when I tell you I was speechless at this message. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. 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 You guys, hundreds upon hundreds of dollars have already been spent. So much time and money. The board bag itself was $400. Oh my God. Just the bag. Oh my God. Oh my God. So, so when you originally asked, they were like, no, you're on your own. So I, yes. And then a different person who has been like, so the person I asked was like the coordinator of this entire is like the owner of the company of like the local surf company that this is being contracted through. Mm-hmm. But then the person who this morning sent that message is like the coordinator for the retreat and is a little bit like closer to the organizer. Sure. So I think the person I originally asked who was like the person we were supposed to sign up with, she was the contact. It wasn't like I reached out to the wrong person. The information she was given was like, no, you have to bring your own board. And like it says on the website, bring your own board. So now here's my conundrum. After what? I've been signed up for this for like what, a month or two? After daily stress about how I'm going to get to Dublin, not even to Dublin, from Dublin to Sligo, which is like a three hour drive with an eight and a half foot board after figuring all of this out, after buying all the things I bought, fi- I had to buy fins, I had to buy wax, I had to buy leashes. I ha- am fully equipped now living in Colorado with these surfboards where I will never have a reason to use them where like, I will never be able to use these without putting them on an airplane. Right. Do I just leave them here to be wall decor? You can't return because, them at this point. Uh, no, 
Is anything returnable? Okay. I think the board bag maybe could be returnable, but I like the boxes are long gone and these things are very hard to ship. Like the mm-hmm. the act of returning it. Sure. Would, I mean, who knows? Maybe the board bag. Cause I got it from backcountry.com and they're pretty good about returns, but nonetheless, the two, bo- but like, I might as well keep the board bag cause I have to keep the boards and I can't like there. I live a thousand miles away from the nearest ocean. Anyone want I, a board bag and anyone some, want anyone want to buy some? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to buy a surfboard, I have an eight and a half foot board. If you're driving it's like a hybrid Colorado. soft top. Yeah. It's like a hybrid soft top. So it's not like a full on foamy, but it's got a soft, but you still like need to use wax with it, but it's soft on the top. And then another one that's like a full on fiberglass board. Don't ask me how I ended up with two. It's a story that I'm not willing to recount. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing like dramatic. It's just, <laughs> but like, you just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I just don't want to talk about it. You're over it. Yeah. So now you speechless. <laughs> so now- so, so now, now do you're... I, I mean, it's still, it's not a no cost game to get these there. Like it's probably gonna be a couple hundred bucks to check these bags. Sure. Yeah. And then once I'm there, like transporting them, I have figured it out and have just like been charging forward with blind optimism and my own ability to carry a nine foot board bag. Right. It has wheels. It has wheels. Yeah. 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 But still pretty big. But still very you're a small big. human. Yeah. Not a big human over here. Nope. I am not. So do I just reach out and I'm like, Hey, actually, yeah, I do want to rent a board. Or do I stick to my guns and say like, no, I've come this far. I'm taking these GD boards to Ireland to come hell or high water. I mean, my first reaction is like, there's no way I would want to travel with something like that. No way. <laughs> but like convenience uh, over, you know, like I would just what be do like, I do with these freaking surfboards, <laughs> put okay. them on some, I'm sure there's a place to sell them people out there. I mean, take the weirdest stuff in Colorado. You never know. Someone that's could true. be moving to California. Be, that's true. You never know. If you were listening to this and you're like, I have been really wanting an eight and a half foot hybrid soft top fiberglass board. Or if you want my eight foot custom fiberglass board, that is beautiful. This like beautiful mint color, please email me. You really <laughs> never know. Claire at gmail.com. Yeah. I have fins and wax and leashes. <laughs> Everything you need. Fully outfitted and ready to go. If you would like to go on your own surfing adventure and you need some gear. And you need some gear. I'll give it to you cheap. Uh, Yeah, just speechless. You've just put so much time and energy into the logistics of getting this surfboard there. And then you just get, I mean, this is like something I would love to know yesterday. Exactly. (laughs) And hit something else that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. Exactly. So again, like I am ominous. I'm, I'm not discounted. I'm like, I might just do it anyway. Just like I've come this far. Sure. I will spend $400 to check these damn bags. That's the other thing. How much is it to cost? How much does it cost to rent then? I don't know. That's That's what what I would do. I'd figure that out first. And then if it's going to be cheaper to rent. Yeah. Then I just rent it and then it is not check the bag. Check the bags. Yeah. <clears throat> Welcome to my Sunday morning. Wowzies. I know. It's been an emotional roller coaster. Um, also, I have a question. And I'm and it's like this question can go either way. So let's let's take this in as lighthearted of a way as I could mean it. And you'll see what I mean in a second. I was thinking about this the other day. I was driving on the road and I was thinking about flat earthers. And it's got me thinking. Oh, don't even call them flat earthers. It's it's just like there's othering of <laughs> I'm Yeah, kidding. right, exactly. Yeah, I just remember but, someone got mad because we were like anti-vaxxers and they're like, as if it's just the others. And I'm like, well, you kind of are. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you kind of are. I this don't know. Is a group. I'm calling a myself a vaxxer. Right. I'm a pro-vaxxer. I'm a pro-vaxxer. Yeah. So I, uh, calm down, everybody. Calm it's down. Fine. Calm I have down. anti-vaxxer friends. I can say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, let me let me stop you really quick before you move forward. Because someone, when I was talking with one of my good friends last night on text, and she was saying like, oh, we're, my husband doesn't like this guy because he 
he doesn't call him a friend, even though they've hung out a few times. He doesn't call him a friend because he thought the election was stolen. And she um. thought that was silly. And I go, uh, to be fair, I don't think I'd be... <laughs> I don't think I would be like, she's like, that's kind of silly, isn't it? I was like, "Mm, not really. Not to me. (laughs) I agree with that judgment call. I agree. Um, Okay. So on that vein and here, and we're already going down the wrong side of the road. So let's back it up and take the other fork in the road. What are conspiracy theories that you kind of believe? Oh, that I kind of believe? Or that you fully believe? Like what conspiracy theories are you like? Yeah, that could be true. Hmm. But like, let's keep it lighthearted. Conspiracy theories, but don't get weird. Don't get too weird. Um, well, can you give me some options like that okay, come to so mind? My conspiracy theory, and this one is actually pretty dark that I definitely could believe is that COVID was created in a lab. Not that it was like released on purpose by the US government, but that like this is a virus that was created in a lab and like accidentally came up like somebody didn't change their shoes before they went home that night. Mm. Okay. That's the conspiracy theory that I believe. Another okay. conspiracy theory, I, that's actually like the main one. I'm trying to think like other conspiracy okay. theories that I kind of believe. Yeah. I'm, what do you have? I will say, okay, the one that comes to mind for me that Scott and I will joke about, and I think there's a little bit of him that believes it, is that secret societies control the world. <laughs> okay. I have to, I reposted something about this the other day, like a tweet <laughs> that was like, conspiracy theorists are so useless. They're like, five mega, like mega wealthy billionaires control everything. And it's like, yeah, we know. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true. I kind of believe that. I do think there's like these underground meetings that happen. I don't know where underground, but there's it's right. in a basement. It has yeah, to be. Yeah, it's in like the, remember the movie Richie Rich where they had like a lair inside Mount totally. Rushmore? Totally. Yeah. yeah. Or what's that movie? You know what I'm talking about. The bone something. It, it, or Austin Powers. Yeah, sure. That mm-hmm. one with the car that he can't back up and he keeps yeah. backing up. And- <laughs> Okay. I I believe in that. I think that there's something to that. Do you think that the moon landing was real? Yes. I agree. I, I do think the moon landing was real. I, I just Googled mainstream conspiracy theories, and this is like top 30 conspiracy theories. Oh. Um, the Earth has been sucked into a black hole. I didn't know this one. The European Organization for Nuclear Research is at the heart of a lot of crazy conspiracy theories, including the belief... That when they discovered the Higgs boson particle in 2012, it inadvertently created a black hole and Earth was sucked into it. These believers think the world ended in 2012, but we haven't realized it yet. That would that would check out. What do you think about UFOs and oh, like um, Area 51? And I don't think I believe in Area 51. Really? Okay. But I believe in like yeah. Do you believe in like extraterrestrials as a as I a genre? Don't. No, but here's yeah. the thing. I kind of believe in spirits. You know, I'll see a ladybug and I'll be like, that's my grandma. So <laughs> so who's to say? Like, if why a ladybug would... can be your grandma, why can't aliens be real? Exactly. So I can't be too much of a hypocrite. I definitely believe in aliens. I don't know if I believe that they're like visiting us. But do well, you believe, okay, like apart from whether or not aliens have ever, have ever made contact with humans, do you think there's other life in the universe? Yes, because of those new pictures of, the earth that just came out or not the earth of the universe of the universe right the other planets oh my god yeah so it's like whoa we're not alone the x-files is real so yes i think that there's something to that i'm I'm gonna stay open-minded with that one okay evie's in here again do you want to say hi she whispered hi i don't know if you could hear her do you want to sing a song 
What's your morning song? You sing no, songs in okay. the morning? Okay. We're too, it's too early for that. Oh, this one is hilarious. Disney created Frozen as a distraction. People have long discussed the conspiracy that Walt Disney used cryogenic technology to freeze himself when he died, even though the Disney family refutes that claim, reasonably so. However, a new theory is that the Walt Disney Company created Frozen as a way to hack Google's search algorithm and distract consumers from information about the late Walt Disney's possible Frozen procedure. Whoa. That's hilarious. Why why would you care? Why would it matter if Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen or not? Yeah, like it's fine. But do you remember the weird theories about like secret things that were in movies that were like Although yeah, some of those are real. I mean, what was the one in Aladdin where it's like, do you want to have sex or something? Or Oh yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. the dust spilled out sex. Her head was like a penis or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's I always know. something weird. Yeah. Um, okay, this one is more local to us. Do you believe that DIA is the Illuminati headquarters? No, definitely not. <laughs> For people definitely who don't not. Know, but the blue, so the blue Bronco is terrifying. Yeah, that's real. Mm-hmm. He killed the guy. Yeah, it's very terrifying. Okay, so people who don't know, Denver International Airport has so many conspiracy theories around it. I feel like we've yeah. even talked about this before, potentially. Yeah, maybe. Where people think that like it was like constructed on like old Navajo burial grounds or it's Which, like that could be true. Very true. Sure, that could be very true. Yeah, or that like it's. An underground, like underneath it is like underground headquarters of the Illuminati, or there's like all these hidden like Illuminati references. Like people will say like, well, if you look at it from above, like it spells this thing out, which is like, anyway, I don't believe any of the Denver International or the DAA conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, Now this takes me to more movie conspiracy theories. Uh, Do you, did you ever see Three Men and a Baby? Oh my gosh. Like for. I mean, that movie was from like the early 90s, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it was a pretty popular movie when I was a kid. And it was, anyway, it's it's got like, oh my gosh, who are the three? Anyway, look it up, Google it. But it was a really like three big movie star guys. Uh, Tom Selleck was one of them, I think. And so there was this scene where they're in the baby's room. You could see like a boy standing behind a curtain. And the lore was like, you know, there was a young boy that was killed in that room and like his ghost is in the scene. And it is kind of freaky, but I think it later came out that was like, it was just a cutout of something like a prop that was stored wrong, but it does look a little weird. If you Google like someone would say that it was a prop of stored wrong. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like trying to cover it up. But if you look up ghosts from three men and a baby, you'll see. So there's things like that. I I actually live for that stuff. I love seeing like random things in movies that are, or things that are wrong in movies. Do you remember on Clueless when, not Ty, when Ty and um, Dion are in the Jeep, she hits something or she, or she goes through a stop sign and Dion looks to the left and she goes, you almost hit that, or you ran that light. And she's like, I totally paused. When Dion looks and turns around, she has a nose ring. And before she doesn't have a nose ring, and then she looks oh, and funny. she does have a nose ring. <laughs> like things, <laughs> things like those misses are my favorite. I love catching stuff like that. Um, okay, here's one. Apparently, there's a conspiracy theory that Prince Charles is a vampire. I mean, where do you come up with this stuff? I don't know. I just Googled it. it I, says, just, I mean, but okay, like, who starts this here's, stuff? Here's I want to know who starts here's it. Here's the yeah. explanation. Yeah. Because that's the first question. Why? <laughs> well, the Prince of Wales is related to Vlad the Impaler, who was the inspiration for Bram Stoker's Dracula. And many royals in Charles's bloodline were known to have the disease porphyria, which is an iron deficiency that causes people to be sensitive to sunlight. That just sounds like inbreeding. Well, I'm sorry. Keith Richards is a vampire then because, come on. If, if 
He's more oh, of a vampire. Believe, okay, this is one of my favorite conspiracy theories, that Keanu Reeves is immortal. Oh, I love that. I love that one. I kind of love that, and I love Keanu Reeves. But so is, what's his name, from, like, all those, um, hold on, hold on, hold on. If you Google Keanu Reeves is immortal, it's great, because there's all these, like, old, like, Victorian paintings where that has people in them where you're like, oh, my God, that does look like Keanu Reeves. Is yeah. he just, like... Paul Rudd is immortal. Oh, Paul Rudd, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. Paul Rudd is my favorite. Um, oh, I love be- him so much. I don't, do you believe in Bigfoot? Or what about like the Loch Ness monster? Loch Ness monster. I will. I will get into it when they have documentaries around it. I want to say I'm like open here to it the, is. Here it is. Yeah. X Files. I want to believe. Like I want totally. to believe. To quote X Files. Yeah. <laughs> I'm open to the possibility that those things are real. Let's it would be see. so fun if it was. You know, be, people it? dedicate their lives to this stuff. Seriously, which is bizarre. Mm-hmm. Okay, here are some ones that I feel a little bit. We're all really living in the Matrix. Uh, I could see that. You know, we are. I think which so. Which would then also lean into this next one. The moon isn't real. Some people think the moon doesn't exist. They think the moon is simply a projection. The Titanic I mean, didn't actually sink. Uh, that see stuff like that. Stuff like that will make me mad. Like the Titanic. That that treads into hey. People lost family members. You totally. don't mess around with that yeah. stuff. Like yeah. you don't mess around with that right. stuff. Right. Like how people don't think that COVID was real. And it's like, no, oh, no, no. yeah. Yeah. Or like, what's his bucket? I'm not even going to say his name, but the guy that's been in the news recently that I'm not, even, actually, I'm not even going to say it, was talking about a shooting that was not real. I don't even want to repeat oh, it. It's yeah, so yeah, boring. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like that Horrible. level is right to get that's money just like, and like mm-hmm. just controversy. You just shut your mouth right there. Now I'm all fucked um, up. But yep. um, that's why I was at the beginning of the conversation. I was like, there's not get two worlds we can like, go down. Yeah, let's not go. Let's, go, let's keep it light. Let's yeah. not go down the one that like is going to cause yeah. us to have rage. Let's, to, like, let's, just, yeah, because yeah. that one just kind of set me off. But as far as like the Matrix, I think about um, like how social media influences us. And then that's a whole rabbit hole of actually there's a great podcast about the rabbit hole but how social media does influence us and that scares oh, me yeah. of like commercials and ads and the content that you are fed because we are constantly looking at our phones i would love to be behind the scenes of what they decide that you see really kind of are fed especially around election season when people are clicking on a, B, and C, and then they're just kind of fed more conspiracy theories. There's I mean, a lot of interviews around that of people yeah, that's who are really like, real. hey, like, and then I ended up on yeah. QAnon site and right. the rest is history. Right. But because you like started out in this pretty logical, somewhat logical place right. and, it, and like the links, it's almost like being in the pot, the frog in the pot of boiling water analogy where it's like, totally. you don't realize that you're going, that, like the things you're reading are more and more crazy because they kind of blend into each other. And you end up just sort of this natural crescendo into being a crazy person. Yes. Mm-hmm. With Which, yes, here's, if you're in QAnon, we said that. <laughs> yeah. Not sorry about that. Um, here's one that's pretty popular in Boulder. Chemtrails. Are you familiar with this? No. That people, you know how like sometimes planes will, ha- will have like visible jet streams coming yeah. off them? People think that that is like chemicals that are being just like spread over the earth to various reasons. So it says, as airplanes travel, they leave behind long water condensation trails called contrails. These cloud-like tracks dissipate quickly and sometimes you can't even see them. But to some conspiracy theorists, these condensation trails are much more nefarious. I love that word. The quote unquote chemtrails conspiracy theory holds that condensation trails are full of other chemicals that scientists and governments are seeding into the atmosphere. Why? Pick your reason. It might be biological warfare, population control, geoengineering, or an attempt to manipulate the weather. I've heard this one a lot in Boulder. People are like, think that they're releasing, I don't know, who knows what into the atmosphere. (laughs) 
Oh, oh, this is my favorite one. We'll end with this. That birds aren't real. Oh my gosh. Birds aren't real. There's a, isn't, who was that guy? There was I actually remember, a, but I love it. a website, birdsaren'treal.com or something. Yeah. Peter McIndo. Mm-hmm. McIndo. So, great. Birds Aren't Real Conspiracy is a movement developed by Peter McIndo, who started spreading the idea in 2017. Yeah. Um, let's see here. And then it just took off and took off and took There's, off. They have, by birds aren't real, but rather they are surveillance drones made by the yep. U.S. government. I, I will say this is weird. I want to know more about this is when we talk about things on this podcast and then next thing you know, people are getting ads about something weird, crazy, whatever. You right. Know? I mean, I, that's all very like engineered. You know, I think there is a very clear, if you, if someone follows us, and we follow someone or we post a link that goes back to a site that tags someone in it or has it in the comments or has mm-hmm. it in the transcript or in the SEO, like all of that's connected. And so, you know, even I was reading an article recently that was like, and I'm sure a ton of people have seen this, where it was a, an author who was like, you know, I went and stayed with my mom for a couple of days. And next thing I know, I'm getting web ads for her toothpaste. Like I've not, I have never talked about her toothpaste. I've never purchased it. I've never even used it. But she has my whole life used a specific brand of toothpaste. And suddenly I'm getting Facebook ads for this type of toothpaste oh, just yeah. from like being around her. And it's like, right. yeah, well, your phone can tell that you are with this person. Yeah. You guys are, you know, so pinging weird. the same yeah. Locations. You guys are maybe you both checked into the movie theater or whatever. And so it even if it doesn't know who that that person's your mom, it will you're constantly being compared to other lookalike audiences. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, every let's take everyone who has checked in at this restaurant in the last six months and you know, like have other similarities about them. And I will extrapolate from those similarities that you might have similar shopping habits and might be in a similar socioeconomic demographic. So I'm going to start giving you these products. People will send us ads of things that we talked about on the podcast or funny things that we've said on stories. I think when I was talking about the Nordstrom vibrator, they started getting ads for vibrators. Yeah. And like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that I did it again now. Sorry for repeating it again now. All right, let's take a quick break, shall we? Speaking of sponsors and ads that we hope you get this one. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, we're just laying it on thick. Well, you know that our favorite sponsor, Ned, sponsors our podcast. They are loyal supporters of this podcast. I recently got my latest batch of the Sleep Blend. You know how I feel about sleep. You know that I love the Sleep Blend. It is such a great addition to my nightly routine because I know winding down, I'm going to be laying in bed. I'm going to just lull into this wonderful sleep and I sleep so well when I take the sleep blend. Daily routines are really important to us. And I think that when we're talking about CBD products, you think about all the products that are on the market. There's so many CBD products to choose from. It's really important to us that these products are science-backed. They are chock full of premium CBD, full-spectrum active cannabinoids, terpines, flavonoids, and trichromes. I don't know if you know what those are, but they're really good with Ned. Ned's full-spectrum hemp oil nourishes the body's endocannabinoid system to offer functional support for stress, sleep, inflammation, and balance. They have full transparency. They share third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process, all right on their site. They have over 2,000 five-star reviews. If you heard Rhett on one of our podcasts, he talks about the farmers. He talks about playing binaural beats while they're bottling it. 
These products are so good and good for your body. And so intentional. Like the reason, one of the main reasons that we love Ned and we love the brand and we love the founders, everything they do is so intentional. I think as part of that daily ritual, like just knowing that all the way starting at the foundation of the company through the farming, through the bottling, through every single thing has that incredible layer of intention. It really makes it, I mean, even down to like the artwork on the little tubes that they come in. Right. It makes it like the handwritten number batched. Totally. It just makes it feel so authentic. And you're like, okay, this is something that I can really trust. And this is something that I really feel good about putting in my body on a daily basis. Become the best version of yourself and get 15% off Ned products with code joy. Go to helloned.com forward slash joy or enter code joy at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash joy to get 15% off. Thank you, Ned, for sponsoring the show and offering our listeners a natural remedy for some of life's most common health issues. I want to ask for an update on how your job is going and how the new house is going, because we haven't heard about, well, sure. I shouldn't say new job. It's been actually almost a year, right? Almost a year. <laughs> and then um, it feels new because we haven't checked in about job. But more importantly, how's your new house? Yeah, the house is getting there. You know, we moved in at the end of May and then our whole family got COVID right away. And then we just like dove headfirst into summer. And so it's been kind of an uphill battle to get things organized and arranged. We finally have most of the main floor painted. We have the kids' rooms like in a pretty good spot to where we want them. Our room is fine. I feel like your own bedroom is always like the most neglected room in the house in terms of organization and decoration, which I think is ironic. But like, I even feel like celebrities, like you, when you would do like, then they would do the cribs. Like they're living, their whole house is immaculate. And then you'd go into their bedroom and it would look like just like a mattress on the floor, like a dirty duvet cover. And you're like, oh, celebrities, they're just like us. They don't make their beds either. Um, (laughs) Do you make your bed every day? I bet you do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would say I'm like 50-50. A lot of times I'll make my bed at night right before I get in. Just like make sure everything's in place. Oh, okay. The reason I do it is JT gets on the bed sometimes. And so I just can't, I can't handle the thought of just like dog hair all day. So I have to put, make the bed, put all the blankets on top. So then he can lay on top of it. Aw, JT. Mm -hmm. Everything we do, who we do for JT. We really do. Um, (laughs) There's, I feel like after you live in a house for a couple of months, like you kind of start to be able to prioritize things a little bit more and think, okay, what are the first couple of big things we're going to tackle? Luckily, nothing huge has come up in the first couple of months of living here. This poor gal who is on my team moved into this beautiful house in Boulder, like downtown Boulder. And within a month, they had to replace their sewer line. No. Like 15 grand, like digging That's into the street type of- yeah. cheap. What? Did that not come up in the like- So it did. It came up in the inspection and, <gasps> and but like the- what came up in the inspection was not as severe as what the problem ended up being. So they were like, oh, there's like a little, there's a weakness in the pipe and we can just sort of like put this sleeve over it and it'll be fine. And then the sleeve wasn't enough and they ended up having to replace the whole thing. Knock on wood, nothing like that has happened here. I mean, I'm sure in the winter, like more things will come up. We have to replace our garbage disposal. Uh, It just like has like just got a hole in it, like a hole in like the side wall of the just like it just like has apparently is very old. Mm -hmm. But other than that, we're really loving it. I would say probably a third of our stuff is still in boxes. But you're and you sold your old house, right? Oh, yeah. So we sold our old house. We closed on our old house sale like about three weeks ago. And I really feel like we dodged a bullet with getting our house under contract when we did. It was just like. The week that we put our house in the market, the market just slammed on the brakes. And we were very much anticipating that our house would sell in a weekend, which is what the house we bought was sold in, which is when we bought the house, we had to get it in the first weekend. 
the market for the last, I mean, really like seven years has been, or six or seven years has been to the point where every house in the market that is in livable shape is gone in a weekend. And suddenly with interest rates going up and everything, it just slammed on the brakes the first week of June. And that was when we listed. And so it took us three weeks to sell our house and we were panicking. We were like, this is not, I mean, not panicking, but like trying very hard to stay cool. And we ended up getting less than what we listed for, which also has been unheard of, which not by a lot, but, um, and thankfully like the buyer's financing was totally fine and everything worked out. We even were able to close like a week early. So I feel really grateful that we were able to get that done. But when we bought this house, we somehow qualified for both houses, which I know I've joked about this, that like I have a hard time if my grocery bill is like, $50 extra or $100 extra that week, let alone thinking that I can have another house just goes to show you that this, what you can quote unquote qualify for in a mortgage is just absolutely fake money. And it's like conspiracy theory. I believe in money is real. Bitcoin all the way. Money is not real. Kidding, kidding, kidding. kidding. Also definitely Bitcoin, definitely less real, less Less real real. than unreal money. But yeah, the mortgage money is not real. The stuff, the amount that you can like qualify for is not real and not based in anything. So we finally, and it was also just like very mentally taxing to know that we still had that, even when we were under contract, like we still had to go over there and mow the lawn and make sure the sprinklers were running and make sure that like it didn't fall into disrepair basically. Right. You during, go over there and you're just like, oh, the pictures don't look like this on the app, on the app. Right. Like, oh, shoot, we got to like update this. So that also has been a main reason that we haven't gotten this house, our current house into as good of shape was because a lot of the times, like if we had an afternoon, we had yeah, to go over you there were managing the other one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're getting there. Like I said, I think about a third, maybe a quarter of our stuff in still in boxes, but of that quarter of stuff that's still in boxes, probably half of that is stuff that like is like Christmas decorations or camping gear that like doesn't is it's sort of storage. It's bound for storage anyway, but it's in our garage right now, which is I'm really hoping that we can get our garage to the point where we can park in it before winter. Um, but I'm loving the house. I'm really glad that we moved. The having a little bit extra space is so nice. Having a table to sit at when we eat is so huge. I like every night when we're sitting down eating, I'm like, oh, this is what I miss. This is what you've been missing. Yeah. Yeah. And our neighborhood's really great. We have wonderful, amazing neighbors. They have a three-month-old baby who we babysat yesterday. And she's Oh, three cute. months old. Little yeah, nugget. Oh, so little. little nugget. Aww. And the kids were like entranced. Oh, that's so cute. They were just like crowded Evie, around her, like, like, Oh, my Evie gosh. Doing? Evie. Okay, so the baby was Because Evie's the baby, so she's never had right. a baby. No, she yeah. loved it. The baby was smiling and Evie was like, she loves my dress. Oh, I love that so much. Like every time the baby would smile, Evie would be like, she loves me. It's like, she does love you, Evie. It was oh, so that's cute. so cute. That's so cute. Oh, um, three months yeah. old. I know. So I they, she was born like the week before we moved in. Yeah. She's so cute. That's so anyway. fun. And then my job is going great. I love my job. I feel like everybody knows I work in marketing for an yeah. outdoor apparel company. <laughs> Based in Denver. I love it. Um, we're getting ready to get go into our really busy season of like fall and holiday. And the outdoor apparel company that I work for is very heavily based in like winter activities. Are you not start allowed to, to say busy. it on the podcast or you just it's not that it. I'm not allowed oh, okay, to say okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. I just it's like a well known brand. Sure. And so I just like You just wouldn't be respectful. Sometimes. I think if I people know. were paying attention, they could easily infer where I work. Sure. It's more just that like because I say things on here a lot of the time, not about my work, but like I wouldn't necessarily I like to keep the keep my world a little bit separate. Sure. I totally get that. I totally That's get that. That's my only reason for doing that. Yeah, I totally get that. That's kind of it's why it's not I, secret. I used it's to do not that like too. Yeah, I don't have like an NDA. It's just right. Like, 
And if you, again, it would probably take most people two seconds to figure out where I work. Yeah. But yeah, I just, I also don't want them like it, like coming up in our SEO. (laughs) Sure. Oh yeah. Sure. 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 That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I love it. I have a great team. I have really good work-life balance, which I kind of hate that phrase, but like I have, here's what I've come up. Here's what I've landed on Mm -hmm. in a job. I think in order to feel like your job is not taking over your life, your schedule needs to either be consistent or flexible. You need to know that you're starting and ending at the same time. You're working a certain number of hours, certain number of days, and like have very little variance in those parameters, or you need to have the ability to like fit it in wherever to where, you know, you can, maybe you don't have a specific start and end time, or you don't have certain days you work, but if you have to take off for two hours in the middle of the day to go to a doctor's appointment, you're able to do that. With this job, I really have both consistency and flexibility where I am not expected to be at work before certain hours, except on specific for a specific reason that I know well ahead of time. I'm not expected to work late except for specific reasons that I will know ahead of time. And also, you know, if I have to leave to go pick my kid up from school, I can just put a block on my calendar and there's no questions asked. That's great. That's it's so great. awesome. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't have to lie about it. I don't have to be like, oh, no, like which it's is like, so silly. Yeah. I don't have to say anything about it, but if someone right. were to be like, hey, is this thing on your calendar flexible? Can I schedule a meeting? And I say, oh, actually, I have to go pick my son up from school. I can't move that. They're right. like, oh, okay, I'll find another time. Yes. Like, I don't have to pretend that's not what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah. I think that's so important. It's so hugely important. important. And I think that it's also really modeled by my leadership, which I think is huge, where huge. in yeah. the same exact way, I'll reach out to my boss and be like, hey, you know, I'm trying to schedule a meeting. Your calendar is really full. Do you have any flexibility here? And he's like, oh, actually you know, that's like that Friday, my son's in a hockey tournament and I blocked it off. Like I'll be available by text, but I'm not taking any meetings that day. Like, okay, nope. And Friday's a bad example because none of us have meetings on Fridays anyway. But right. That's um, so cool. That's, uh, we have that at my company as well. And at first it, because I came from such a horrible culture, uh, coming into the company I'm at now, everyone was like, yeah, can you just make sure your calendars are shared? Just right. like that whole transparency thing. And at first I was going to this place of like, oh, they're just going to be right. They're doing this micromanaging like yeah. because that's how the culture that I came from. And what it is, is just, no, we're just, we need to just be transparent because if I go look at other people's calendars, if I look at a lot of the leadership calendars, they have the same thing. They'll say, do not schedule mm-hmm. Sophie's ballet practice or whatever. It's just yeah. like, and they're, they're blocking out time for their children, for their personal lives, and it's modeled. So you feel supported doing the same thing. And there's just something really lovely to that of just like, it's wonderful. And it's like, hey, this is the world that we live in now. You know, we all have proven that we are trustworthy, we can work from home, we We can can, we can be productive from home. Like I had to take JT to the vet last week. And I just I had to cancel a couple clients that I did on my own and then I just blocked out the afternoon right. and there's like no, no big deal. It's just no big deal. And it's yep. not like it, there's, there's no question. And I was going to tell you this. I was like, tell me what your reaction would be to this. My old company, one of my peers, so a, a fellow manager who also left, our boss used to schedule a standing meeting with her at 4 p.m. on Fridays. No, that is passive harassment isn't that passive yes so passive harassment and that's exactly the type of person she was it was horrible when when this coworker told me that she, i was like are you kidding me and it was such a, a, a manipulative power move and i ugh, that's all i have to say when i found that out i was like are you kidding no. me she's like yeah i'm like i oh 
I'm so happy I mean, to be out I'm there. even told like the people who work for me, like, hey, listen, I know we have a certain amount of PTO, but like if you need to take a day and not enter it, like you are getting your work done. I don't care whether you take quote unquote, take your PTO or not. And no one else, but me is checking. So like, don't abuse that. And I know you won't abuse it. And that's why I'm telling you this, but like, even there are some sort of corporate rules and I'm not, you know, not to say that this person has even done that or my team has even done that, but that's kind of how I feel about it. It's like, listen, even when it comes to PTO, why are we still doing this? Why are we still limiting the amount of time that people can yeah, take to go do what they want to so, do? Yeah. I will say that I appreciate PTO. Have you ever worked for a company that has unlimited PTO? That's what I do right now. So the last time I worked for a company that had unlimited PTO, it was used in the other direction because you didn't have PTO that you had to take. Right. Because like PTO is on the books. It's a financial liability. Like yep. it hits, you know, it hits a budget. And if you don't use it, you have to pay, you have to pay it out. Right. And so in that way, you know, like kind of in the beginning of the summer, when things slow down, they'll send out things that are like, Hey, please remember to use your PTO. Like you have it, go out there, do some stuff. Use like it. yeah. not only do we want you guys to like use it and live your life, but also like it's a financial liability and we really right. like you to go out and do right. your PTO. When that's not the case, if you are in a toxic workplace, it will often turn into not having PTO where people will be like, well, I know I have like, Oh, I haven't taken PTO all year. It's like, it's the badge of honor. It's yeah, a badge of honor you that you so never hard. take vacation. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Whereas now when we were hired with unlimited PTO, it was kind of like one of the obvious benefits. And every single place I've worked up to this point has neither earn it, you bank it, you know, when you leave, right, you, you accrue cash it. it out or whatever. So going into it, I thought, well, this is really amazing because they're really kind of putting it as like, when you need it, just take it. And yeah, uh, there's never a time that I've felt the, the odd part about it, because where I work now also gives us two Fridays off a month if we need it. Like, no questions asked. You just don't work on Fridays. And I don't even use those because right. I feel so flexible Sometimes I'll just work like a half day, but because life is so much easier now, because I can just walk into my home office and then I turn off my computer at the end of the day and I walk out into my house that I don't feel like I need all this additional time off to recover. So I do find myself swinging the other way where I'm like, I just don't really need the time. And my boss will always be like, or my supervisor will always be like, are you scheduling time off for yourself? I'm like, honestly, I just, I don't know if I need it right now. And she's like, okay, just make sure you like, you know, think about that. I'm like, I will. I'll, we don't have any vacations planned. Like, trust me, we're good about planning vacations. We just haven't really been in a space to do it. And I don't feel like I need it. I don't feel like I need all this like time off to come down because when you work in a healthy workplace, you actually enjoy what you're doing and you don't feel so stressed out. They need all this time off. So it's a smart way of working. I don't know if everyone feels that way, but I think it's kind of genius. For sure. I agree. So if you're listening to this and you're like, these workplaces aren't real, this is not what work is like. I feel so stressed out. I log on at 7 a.m. on on Monday morning. I don't log off till 7 p.m. on Friday night or, or even like I never log off. And if that is something that you, I mean, some people thrive in that. They think it's great. But if you are, the t- if you are listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, what you guys are describing is like a job utopia that is not real. It's real. It's, it's totally real. real. Yeah, you can send you me a message. Can I'll, have send a job. You, I'll send you some job openings if you want to come to my company. The thing that I remember is at my old work is I can see how you can get swept up in a in a work culture. So it's very easy to think that 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 you're doing well, that you're really hustling, and to be so blinded by a toxic workplace. I think that's also something that we really don't understand until we're out of it. Of like how bad it was, like. 
I'm sure I've mentioned this, but there were times when after I left my previous company, I had two cell phones because I had a work phone and then I had my personal phone. And I remember I would always put my work phone in the kitchen on the weekends and I would just turn it off. I'd turn off all notifications, but I would just mute it so it wouldn't ring or ding or anything. But I remember throughout the weekend, anytime I would pass that kitchen counter, I would turn on the phone to see if I got any messages. And I would always have this jolt of like, (gasps) am I going to have something from my boss that's like, you know, punitive and whatever, snarky, because that's how she was. So I was like, okay, I would always kind of brace myself. And after I left, I I would found myself walking by that same kitchen counter, almost reaching for a phone that wasn't there. And it took me so long to come down from that feeling of like, okay, what's she going to email me next that's punitive and mean? And it was just like a weird thing now. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine that coming from anyone at my office because everyone's just so amazing. But those things, once you're out of it, you don't realize how you're like, yes, it can be better. There's a better way. And it's so much of just that's quote unquote, that's how it is that you're in that culture of everyone's just trying to survive in that culture that you think that's normal. And it's not, it's not okay. Totally. Yeah. All right. Well, all that to say, obviously you're enjoying your job too. Yes. And we are both in good spots. Yes. (laughs) Yes. New jobs, new New life. What's the plural of us? New jobs, new we. Nope. Uh-uh. <laughs> you asked for some questions. Let's wrap this up with a couple of listener questions from right. Instagram. And mm-hmm. we've not left very much time for this. So we will get to most of your questions on our next episode. Future. Talk about everyday versus bougie coffee order. Okay. My everyday order is either an oat milk latte or a cold brew with a splash of oat milk. And my bougie coffee order is the sweet cream collagen ice latte from Just Be. Whoa, yeah, that's really good. That's you remember really that one? Good. I actually oh, went to Just yeah. Be this week for lunch and Jen, oh. uh, Jennifer was there and she was so cute. I love Just Be. Well, my everyday coffee order is the one I make at home because I love my Nespresso. And yes, I still use it. I have the Nespresso Virtuo. Fun fact, if you are sick of ordering, because the thing with Nespresso machines is you can't get the pods from a store uh, until now, you have to either go to an Nespresso store or order them online. But now Target sells Nespresso pods. Oh, made wow. I'm by, it took that long. Made by Starbucks, because I think there's mm-hmm. like some connection. I don't know if they own one another, whatever. Sure. But Starbucks makes Nespresso pods. So it's, wait, wait, wait. Let's just do the genealogy here. It's a Nespresso Starbucks in a Target. Yes. Nespresso. Nespresso. Pods. It's it's, it's Starbucks in an espresso in a Target. Yes. So- well, you don't, get it, you don't get I'm it in the Starbucks. Starbu- I'm yeah. trying to make a Starbucks in a Target reference here. I love that very much. Yes. <laughs> I just want to be clear. It's sold in the coffee it's not aisle. sold in the Starbucks. Yes, you don't have to go into the Starbucks to buy the pods, but you have to go into the coffee aisle. And let me just, let me just make sure you look at this because we bought, we purchased a few incorrect ones. You have to get the, if you want the full coffee, you have to get the eight pod pack. The 10 pod pack is an, is an espresso espresso for your yes exactly so if you get the 10 pack just know you're getting espresso pods we want the eight pack if you want a coffee pod so we will supplement our nespresso order by getting the starbucks nespresso got it got it what's your favorite nespresso color pod I really like the basic ones. So what I tend to order is like the, I do not like flavor coffees. Gross. I don't like anything like they'll do like special chocolate fudge. 
hazelnut, caramel. No, no, thank you. So I will get just like the Costa Rica, Ethiopia. I like the Colombia and Mexico coffee virtue for the virtues. Um, so I get like pretty basic stuff. Sometimes I'll get like Stormio, Malazio. Those are kind of like always Intensio's good. Those are the standing like they're always available to order, but I never buy like the special special ones. Um, so just so you know, Target sells those pods. They cost about the same, so you're not like saving any big amount of money unless you have a Target red card, which I don't understand if you do not link your Target red card to your debit account what you're doing because you're saving 5% on every purchase and that is not sponsored. I always am like, why aren't people doing this more often? And if you have the app, you can get all those Target Circle discounts. It's my favorite thing to do. Okay. And then if I am doing like a specialty coffee order, I will do the honey almond milk flat white at Starbucks because I love it. I'm not a big Starbucks person. I just don't, I'm not. I know you're not. Or the lavender latte at Just Be. If we're going to go to Just Be together, I love that lavender latte. latte. Oh, he's so good. Okay, let's do one more question. That was a really long answer. Yeah, we really went far with an espresso, but I had to tell y'all about a secret at Target. It's true. I'll answer this one really quick. Someone missed it. Any update on the bone marrow donation? It was canceled. The patient went a different treatment route. I will be notified in the future. If they need me, I will be here waiting. I think they were probably like worried about keeping me hanging for so long. And so they just canceled it for the time being because it sounds like the patient is has other treatment options. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. There's really no other short questions. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite snack. I feel like we answer that all the time. Okay. But it changes all the time. Okay. My favorite favorite snack, my favorite snack right now is the wild caught. No, what is it? The wild wild planet. Yes. Thank you. Wild planet salmon, the tuna salads, not salmon, tuna salads. They have those little like, right, yes, little... they're so good. I ordered wow. them. Actually, you actually can buy them on this is so, this is I feel actually I'm not going to apologize because I wouldn't make this on my own because it's just convenience. And they have sustainable packaging. But Wild Planet has these awesome tuna bean salads. And I order either from Thread Market or they do sell them on Amazon. And I'm obsessed. I'll have one. They sell them at Whole Foods too. Great. Yeah. So super, it's not like that's a snack or I'll have it like as a side dish with lunch or whatever. They're delicious. They're delicious. My favorite snack right now is overnight oats. I really consider them to be a snack. Like I'm not going to eat that as my whole breakfast. It's just Mm -hmm. not enough food unless I make like four cups of oats, which is not the experience I'm going for. I love overnight oats because you can I love that they're cold. Yeah. Sassy's got some good, Laura Ligos has great recipes in her Mm -hmm. cookbook if you want to go to her website. I will say, I was, um, I know she has great, a great cookbook. I, two great cookbooks. I was posting about it on my personal Instagram and somebody was like, what is your recipe for this? Because I feel like all the recipes are so complicated. I go as basic as possible. I do a cup of almond milk, a cup of, a cup of vanilla almond milk, a cup of Bob's Red Mill rolled oats, a scoop of protein powder. That's it. That's all that's in mine. Ooh, if I feel protein like, powder. I've not yeah. tried that yet. That's I just a good idea. like I have a hard time getting protein in my day, so, so I like to kind of sneak it in. Yeah, I think we all do. <laughs> I, yeah, so it's really easy to do. To just put it in there. You don't even. T- you know, it's like makes it a little bit sweeter. And I use vanilla protein powder, but you could use whatever you want. And I sometimes will do like lately, I will just like throw chop up a peach and put it on top right before I eat it because peach season in Colorado is big deal and it's here. And it's only like two or three weeks long and we're right in the middle of it right now. Um, I just bought a huge pallet of peaches at Costco and I'm just like eating them constantly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get there. I just like really try not to everything. I know there are like a thousand recipes out there if you want to get fancy, but for me, it's just about convenience. So that's what I do. All right, guys, we'll answer more of your questions 
yes, in future episodes. Talk. We actually have a few episodes coming up or a few weeks coming up because of my upcoming surf trip where I may yeah. or may not be dragging a surfboard across the world where we're going to be recording a bunch of episodes ahead of time ahead for of that time. trip. So we'll have a chance to get to all your questions. Thank you so much for being here. You can find us on Instagram at joyandclaire underscore. You can find us online at joyandclaire.com. You can email us at this is joyandclaire at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our favorite sponsor, Ned. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com forward slash joy or use discount code joy for 15% off all your orders. Don't forget that your first order has a 30-day money back guarantee. Give them a shot. Got support nothing that support our podcast. Lose. Thank you guys. We will talk to you next Thursday, just like every Thursday. All the time forever. Bye. Bye. Bye.